What's going on everyone? This is Dustin Stelzer from Electrician U and today we're going to talk about how to wire and install a plug. Um, just a standard receptacle, nothing fancy about it. This is a pretty beginner video but like I said in the last video I'm going to start out pretty basic on these videos and just show you how I do this stuff. Again this is not the end-all be-all way to do this. Some of y'all may rip things out a little bit differently, some of y'all may use your tools a little bit differently but this is just how I do it and it's kind of to kind of give um, new apprentices out there a perspective and an, an idea of what they might be getting into when they're going into their first apprenticeship. So let's begin. Um, so I get a new mic because this sucks. I've got like 20 feet of cord rolling around on the floor and my damn mic keeps falling off every time I do anything. So anyways, I've got some better quality stuff coming soon. And apologies for all of the cars driving by. I'm doing this shit in my garage. We ain't fancy around here. So, um, the first thing that I'm going to do, I don't even know why I have my tools out yet. Take a single gang box, single gang nail-on box. Boop, 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 boop. This is what our plug is going to go in. I'm going to mark a plug height down below. Actually, I'm going to come out of this box. This is a switch that I did last week. Um, due to my wife, my wife came out here the other day <laughs> and I cut a hole in our garage. I had a sawzall and I'm just like, and I'm banging shit. There's nails sticking out. I'm trying to nail all of them in. My wife walks out of the garage. She's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, I just, I didn't want to build a wall. So we have a wall here. <laughs> I just needed to find it. So that was an interesting uh, interesting little conversation that I had, but I'm out of the doghouse. So, um, okay. So my plug height, um, ADA regulations for plug height are 15 inches. Um, that's the lowest plug. Like you, anybody in a wheelchair needs to be able to reach uh, a plug from their wheelchair, their wheelchair. So you got to make sure that the bottom plug, the lowest reach point for a plug is at least 15 inches off the finished floor. So I'm gonna go a little bit higher than that. Again, this is just my garage. There's nobody coming in here in a wheelchair that are gonna use all of this test shit that I'm doing. So for me, I'm gonna go, let's say 20 inches. So I'm gonna mark my 20, do my fancy little slash that lets any helpers that come after me know that what I mean is the line is the top of the box and that the slash is where the box goes. And actually, if I would have thought about this a little bit more, I'm gonna do it on this side because I'm coming out of here for my power. All right. And one thing that I like to do is as soon as I put a box in, I pop out however many of the little knockouts that I'm gonna use, I pop them out. This time I'm only gonna use one. So from last week's episode when I showed how to wire and, and install a switch and install a light and how to make it all work. Um, oh, I, I explained that we were taking power from there, bringing it to the switch, and then turning the switch onto there. I'm going to tap into this box 
and add another wire to jump out from the power that's already here down to this uh, box. I'm going to wire it, I'm going to put a plug in, and then we're going to test that plug with a, with a plug tester and just make sure everything works just fine. Um, so let's begin. First thing that I'm going to do is roll my wire out. Again, don't ever just take wire from the middle of this thing and pull out or else the, the wire is just going to spiral out of control and then trying to install it, it's going to be shitty and it's going to get caught up in everything. So we always, always, always roll our wire out. So we take from the, the uh, outside of the roll, which is this guy. I'm going to take this and put it down on the floor and step on this end at first and then I'm going to walk this whole roll out until I've got like, I don't know, 10, 15 workable feet. Alright, so next thing I'm going to do, I'm going to take this switch out, get in the high gear there. Pull all of our wires out. And what I'm going to need to do is I have to figure out which one of these is my incoming hot and which one is my switch leg. I'm actually going to be tying into my incoming hot uh, to bring power down to that plug. I also need to tap into this neutral and I also need to give it a ground. You need all three of your conductors going down. Um, a plug needs a hot, a neutral, and a ground. The black, white, and the, the copper. So take this guy off. And a lot of people when they when they add a wire, they just leave this joint intact and then they twist a new one onto it and they, their joint ends up looking all ugly and shit. I don't do that. I start out from fresh, uh, fresh clean joint. Normally I'm a little bit more limble with limber with my fingers, but uh, recently I had stitches in my finger because I was an idiot and I cut my finger wide open with a damn utility knife, a brand new blade. So like I'm kind of weak and thumbless on a lot of these things. That's why it may look stupid when <laughs> I'm holding shit, but uh, deal with it, motherfuckers. Alright, so I know that my incoming hot is this wire, and I can see all the way into that box. Let's see if I can get a little bit better angle on that. I know that the one coming in here, you know, the one that loops over, that is my incoming hot. So my incoming hot in this case is actually going to be my top wire. That's the wire that I need to make joints on. And then I need to take my ground apart as well because I'm going to add one more ground wire. So, sometimes getting these ground wires off of these things are really difficult. Alright, I'm going to leave the, the switch on for right now. So, the only wires that I'm going to be dealing with are these guys right here. I'm going to take this wire nut off, bring it down here, and I'm going to loosen up my ground wires so that I can make a nice beautiful joint with all the new ground wires and that everything's touching instead of just half-assing it and adding the wire. Alright, so now that we've got everything apart, I need to um, knock one of these knockouts out that are in the back. You may ask why I have a wire nut in my mouth. I don't know. I just I tend to do that a lot. When I'm working with screws and shit, I just put them in my mouth. It's probably a terrible habit to have, but whatever. I've done worse. All right, so first off, we're gonna bring our wire 
into the box. I'm going to try to leave about as much wire as I have on my other wires. Wire and wires. My wire for my wires. You always want to put staples in within 12 inches of the box. That's code. Um, so this is 6 inches. That's fine. Cut this to the usable length that I need, leave about eight inches outside of the box, and then go in from the little hole that I popped out a minute ago. I want this wire to be very, very straight and very neat. So once I get a wire in the box, I don't just leave it all sloppy and then like smash it up, you know. I try to get everything, I run my fingers down and I make sure that it's straight. You know, I'm I'm really meticulous and anal about shit, so you know, if there's a certain spacing back here, I'm not gonna staple this all the way back here. I'm gonna try to make it look as even and neat as possible. You're supposed to do this work per code in a neat and workmanlike manner. So always try to do good work that looks good. Looks like a professional did it. Your boss will thank you. Don't ever get your staples um, too far. You know, like that wire can actually move a little bit. That's how it should be. You're just trying to secure the wire in place. You're not trying to get to the point where you're smashing the whole damn wire. Um, you don't want to put that uh, that metal staple and smash it into the other wires because it'll actually penetrate and short out those wires. Um, so you're damaging the materials that you're just now putting in. All right, so now that all of that is in place, I'm going to get... Uh, this wire ripped out, get this side ripped out. I'm um, gonna put my plug in, I'm gonna tie all my joints together, put everything back, and then I'm gonna hook up my real janky temporary power situation over there and uh, get a plug tester out and we'll test this thing. So, like I talked about last time, make sure you get a good fresh blade, you know, utility knife. Um, reach up in that box, make sure that you leave about a quarter to a half inch of of Romex sheathing on the wire. Pull the sheathing off. Uh, when you're actually out in the field, it's a really good idea when you're doing this on multiple plugs throughout the entire day to keep a trash box with you. That is secret number one. Um, keep a trash box with you anytime that you're working on anything and that you're gonna be building up trash. Otherwise, you're gonna have little piles of shit all over the place and at the end of the day, all the guys you work with are going to have to go around and pick up all your trash, but if you keep a trash box with you throughout the day, and when it fills up, just keep dumping it out, you're doubling the amount of work that you're doing and you're saving time. So it's a really good habit to get into. Plus, you just look like you know what you're doing. You look like a professional because you're cleaning up after yourself as you're doing it without even making a mess. So I'm not doing that right now. This is my garage, so fuck off. All right, so those three are ready. I'm gonna, this is something I do, don't necessarily have to do this, but I like to uh, I like to accordion everything in there and get it ripped out. I like all of my wires to be perfectly, you know, from top right to bottom left. So when you look through at a ripped out job and all of your wires are tucked back in there, every single one of them is at the same angle. Again, I'm just anal. There's probably not a lot of people that do that. Maybe there is, I don't know. That's just how I do it. I think it looks neat and it makes you look like you know what the fuck you're doing. Okay, so I've got all of this ripped out. Um, I have to deal with all of these wires again. So first thing that I do always is deal with my ground wire and all the other wires 
F2B patient. So I take all three of these ground wires. This third ground wire, I probably cut a little short. Shouldn't have cut it that short, um, but it's still workable. So I'm gonna get a few good twists on it. All right, I'm gonna cut the short guy off. crimp it a little bit more just to make sure that it's all good and together and I want y'all to look at that coil that I have here see if I can see how uh, see how coiled all of these are you know they all lay down on each other and look perfect they're not all sloppy and like you know some like touching in some places and not touching in some places that's how you want all of your joints and anything that you twist together that's conductive you want it to be neatly spiraled and very very tightly tightly uh, spiraled together. That way you, it maximizes the surface area that you have for that wire to be touching the other wire and it makes sure that you have a good bond with those wires, that your wires aren't going to come loose over time. A ground is not a thing that you want to come loose. A ground is like a safety wire. Um, keeps equipment from burning up. It keeps people from being shocked. It's just a, a really good thing to always make sure that you spend time on your joints, on your grounds, on every joint, but grounds specifically too because um, grounds are very important. So. Now that I've got all that done, I'm going to slide my green wire nut back down, retighten. Normally, I would leave the uh, the cut ground wires a lot longer than that. Um, just I buck up sometimes too. So it's generally a better uh, rule of thumb to leave. You know, like I would have maybe had that ground wire all or that uh, wire nut all the way down here and made all your coils even longer. And the only real reason is for anybody that's coming behind you to do work, if they have to take all that apart, then they got to sit and dick with like a really, really short uh, wire. So that was a bad example. Don't follow my example. Okay, so now the grounds are out of our way. I'm going to fold this guy up. Just get it out of the way for now. Now I'm going to deal with my neutrals. Um, they're all kind of like curly-cued and, and sloppy. So I'm going to cut the tips off straighten them all out that way you get fresh joints today I'm gonna use these guys this is just a found tool that I have it's actually a Romex stripper so it's got number 12 and number 14 for like a single wire and number 12 and number 14 for 12 2 Romex I don't ever use it I just use my knife I'm faster with that anyways I'm gonna take about three quarters of an inch to an inch and I always cut at a 45 degree angle and then pop it over straight and pull the wire off. It's uh, just a thing I've learned over the years that makes it come off um, easier. And then again with my weak ass thumb, I try to corral these wires and watch how I watch how I braid these wires. Like you, I'm not braiding them, but you want to get them all together to lay down neatly and when you got like three or four or five wires it's really hard to do that so usually what I do is when I hold it I'll get it started and then I'll slowly just kind of crimp like see I'm squeezing my hand like this and kind of going around and, and twisting it that's just shaping my joint how I want it to be shaped and then once I've got it all neatly laid down then I take it and I really 
grab down and apply the shit out of the pressure and make sure that that joint's twisted. And I make sure that I twist a good like two or three inches of the wire, um, you know, the sheathing as well. So there's no way that, that those joints are coming apart. That is a solid joint. And then put my red wire nut on. And I want to get this neutral pushed back as far as possible so it doesn't interfere with my switch at all. Now, there's something that you could do, but I don't think is a best practice. Personally, I do not do this. This little plate, if you notice on the back side of it, has two openings, two little holes that you can slide one wire in the top and one wire in the bottom. I have personally found that one of the wires become suspect sometimes and just slides out. Guys don't tighten them well enough, whatever. But I don't like to put multiple uh, stripped out wires under one plate. Um, it's just me personally. I like to pigtail both of these wires together into a single wire and put that single wire on the switch. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to pull this black guy out of the sheathing. Strip about an inch of that. Put all three of these together again. Grab and just kind of start shaping all of them so they're all laying down together. That's the first way to really like tackle getting a joint together. And then start twisting the living hell out of it once you get it all right. Try to cut any excess off. You don't want to put that in a wire nut. I don't know if you can see that very well, but it's just jagged at the end. So I would cut it at a slight angle. That way it goes up inside the wire nut real nice. These things are, are uh, cone shaped, so they get skinnier at the top. So having an angle to your joint, you know, cutting it at an angle is a really good idea. It just gets it further up in there and makes for a tighter joint. All right, so now I'm gonna get this guy out of the way as well. All right, so now I'm going to put my hot back on the switch. Once you get it on with a drill, it's a good practice if you don't have a torquing screwdriver, which is becoming a bigger thing these days. Like People want you to take a torquing screwdriver and torque down all this stuff to a specific torque setting that when you tighten it, the tool clicks. Um, I'm not doing that. This is basic instructional shit. So uh, ask your master electrician or your journeyman about the torquing devices. But anyways, for now, I am going to tighten this just a little bit more. The drill doesn't ever really get it fully tight. So it's always good to torque it just a little bit tighter. Then I'm going to put my ground on. And then when you push these back, you want to make sure that this ground wire doesn't come anywhere near these contacts, these terminals. Um, otherwise, if it touches it, you'll go to turn the breaker on and it'll short out. I'm going to try to make sure that I get this switch in there as straight as possible. Notice I only screw halfway at first, that way it gives me a little bit of flexibility if it's not straight, but this is actually pretty straight. Cool. So that takes care of the switch portion of this. Alright, so my next step is I have my 
handy dandy tamper resistant receptacle here. Um, tamper resistant, you can see there's like little plastic inserts in there. So if like a kid wants to be a dumbass like I was and go stick a fucking fork in this plug, they won't shock themselves. Um, it's always fun to see a kid shock themselves though, you know, like just seeing that raw, beautiful moment in nature where a kid hurts themselves and they realize, ah, I'm never going to do that again. That fucking hurt. It's just, there's beauty in that. Anyways, use tamper resistant receptacles, people. Don't want your babies getting hurt. All right. So I usually, when I bend hooks, I use this tool. I'm not going to do that actually. I'm going to show y'all how to do it from basic strippers because this is one-on-one kind of shit. So take this stripper. Don't let go of the wire. Don't hold it back here when you're, let me see if I get a better angle. Don't hold it down here when you're bending a hook or you're going to end up with this big ass crazy hook. You always want to hold the wire at the very end, like just keep a good grasp of it and then use these holes in your stripper. That's what they're there for. Uh, go in, um, you know, maybe like a quarter of an inch and keep pressure on the bottom of it with your finger and then roll it up. And that's a good enough hook for anything that you're going to do. So I'll do that again. Keep my strippers at a 45 degree angle. Pop the wire off. Bend a hook. Maybe one other angle. Let's try it this way. Take about an inch. Pop that off. And bend a hook. See, all three of my hooks are about the same size. That's a, a small, tight hook. And you'll notice when you uh, when you go to put it on the plug, the the hook fits like perfectly on that screw. You know, it just goes around there like nicely and perfectly because it's that's how the tool is designed to do it, and that's the size hook that you want when you're doing this. So make sure that that ground wire goes down all the way. Twist that guy on. Let's do our neutral the neutral in. It's always a good habit to get into even if you're only putting one uh, wire on one of these terminals. Just screw the other one back in. Especially once we get into working with metal boxes. Uh, so there's some metal boxes that are like they're a lot skinnier than these boxes so those screws tend to hit those boxes and short out a lot. So it's just a good idea if you're not using a terminal. Even if you're in a panel or anything. I It's just something I'm anal about. I always put all of the screws inward. Just keeps them tight and out of the way. Alright, so now um, I'm going to try to accordion these wires back, fold everything neatly, also being careful not to uh, get that ground wire to touch this wire. You also don't want the ground to touch the neutral side either. Um, you'll trip arc fault breakers and causes all kinds of problems that are not necessarily as dangerous. They can be depending on the situation, but it's just more of a nuisance than anything. Alright, so same kind of deal with this guy. I'm going to screw it in just a little ways. Screw it in just a little ways. Uh, I'm going to simulate something that's not actually happening, but um, what to do if like your plug gets cocked sideways. That's the reason I don't put the screws in all the way. I, I leave them stuck out a little bit so you can actually see that this thing is not in there straight. It's like crooked as shit. So one thing that I do, and it's the reason that I use these small guys, is you can grab onto the yoke of this plug 
and you can torque it and kind of like you know re-bend it to where it needs to be and get it straight that's why i love these things you can do it with other strippers too it's just that these seem to open a little bit wider and uh, they're easier to use they're smaller in my hand so anyways enough about that now we'll tighten it down the rest of the way and that's it we have a um a pseudo well installed um, new wire from our switch all the way down to the plug i'm going to hook power up right now um, and i'm going to send power to this and i'm going to get a plug tester out and have us plug it uh, have us test it and uh, make sure that we did a good job all right so what i'm going to do is i'm going to use our plug tester this guy shows all different conditions on the side, you know, like it'll show these lights will light up in a certain series. And this diagram lets you know if you have everything correct or if you have like your hot and your ground reversed or if you're missing a neutral or, you know, something like that. So um, this is a good thing to buy. All right, so let's cross our fingers and hope we hooked everything up right. Cool, we have two Yellow lights, no red light. That's what we're looking for. Just refer to our diagram again. The very bottom condition all the way here at the bottom says we want two yellow lights, no red light. So, broken hurt thumbs up. All right, my dudes, that's pretty much it. That's installing a plug from you know beginning to end. If you guys have any questions, feel free to throw them in the comments below or go to Electrician U and write to me uh, let me know if you have any other suggestions or ideas or different ways you do things or crazy shit that the guy you're working with tells you to do um, critiques anything like that uh, i want to learn from y'all you know any way that you guys do things differently but i also want to teach y'all the way that i do things so um another thing if you haven't done it go to journey to master it's another youtube channel that i have um Link is in the description, or you can go to this little card thingy right here and click it, and you'll go to my channel. Um, Journey to Master is another channel that I have, a little bit different kind of following, but it's all electrical stuff too. It's still, you know, trade, uh, about being an electrician, what it's like to be an apprentice, how to become an apprentice, what it's like being a master electrician. I deal with all kinds of crazy shit, um, belief systems, and, you know, my thoughts and ponderings. A little bit different than this. This channel is just how-to stuff. So, please subscribe. Please hit the little notification bell thingy if you want to see these episodes and be notified every time I post one. Uh, I love y'all. Be the best electricians you can be. Um, and I don't mean that in a corny way. I mean, like, do good work, man. Every day, just try to be proud of the work that you do. And fuck what anyone else thinks about it. Like, if you're impressing yourself, your work's going to be great. So have a great day. I will see you guys in the next episode.